Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome to session number 13 of the Trailer Music Composers podcast. Uh, Can I have a little bit more mid in the bass, please? One man with one microphone who loves to say the Italian word, Prego. Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Um, In today's episode, I wanted to cover something... uh, I held quite close to my heart, uh, it, it, not necessarily in a good way, um, and it's the age-old how to deal with failure, uh, and I don't mean like failure as in, you know, oh, I'm, I'm no longer going to write music, I'm not going to be a trailer composer, I'm, I give up because I failed at everything, I mean the, the small knockbacks that you get on a regular basis as a composer, um, well I do anyway, um, and in and they take the form of submitting a demo that the publisher or whoever it is you send to doesn't like, and all the way through the scale up to you working on a custom job for a trailer, and you get all the way to the the very end, and you know the finish line is in sight, and the trailer falls through or has a complete 180, which is sadly very common. Um, and I guess I want to deal with this because actually this was the biggest blow for me uh, and actually the, the thing I found really hard to deal with as a, as a composer you know yeah, my, my career obviously started you know without sounding uh, seedy in my bedroom uh, you know playing guitar writing music uh, you know and and my harshest critic was myself which you know admittedly at the time was quite a, a mean critic but uh, all I dealt with was I would write a piece of music and be like, great, let's write some more. Great, let's write some more. Great, let's write some more. Occasionally, I'd bring my mum in and she'd be like, you're the best composer ever. And I'd be like, you're just saying that. You know, you're my mum. You're meant to say that. Um, and then all of a sudden you get, you know, obviously I went to university and although I wasn't doing a music degree per se, I was doing a, a creative degree where, you know, you submit your work for a review and... And you know that was that was quite a lesson, you know, um, having your work critiqued by other people as a musician. You know, it's not the same as when you're in a band, and and you know you play to your friends, and your friends are like <laughs> you're totally awesome. I don't know why my friends are kind of mildly American. They weren't um, quite far from it. Uh, even when I went to the ACM and studied electric guitar, and they critique your your songwriting occasionally. Uh, I was pretty good, so critiquing I got was always pretty favourable, it was just like, hey, great idea, how about this, how about this, so, you know, it was great, but then, you know, even at university, it was, it was a little bit hard to deal with, but then it was when I got into the real world of composing, which is submitting work to professional paying clients, and, uh, and waiting 
with bated breath for their feedback you know and and this was the first form failure took for me which was never hearing anything back from anyone you send you know you eagerly beaver away at this music and you're thinking yeah this is the best you know uh, i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be a, a successful composer within the next week and I, you send away five demos and you hear nothing you know sometimes you, i wouldn't even get an email response saying got them so i'd you know the kind of keen bean i was i'd email going just just checking you got my email and and they'd say yes we did okay and then a couple of days later just checking you've not heard anything you know obviously i was I kind of imagined myself, you know, uh, wearing braces uh, with big, thick, you know, dark-rimmed glasses, which I, you know, at the time I probably was wearing, um, you know, almost hunched over my keyboard with sort of sweaty uh, anxiety about when I was going to hear from the clients. And um, it took me a great many years to get used to and step back from that process, you know. That first form of failure, which is no feedback, isn't a bad thing, you know? Uh, so if you've sent a track to uh, a music consultant, uh, publisher, editor, director, producer, if you've sent it to somebody and they haven't got back to you, obviously, I do, I do advise checking that they got it if they haven't but you know most of these people are incredibly busy and if they haven't got back to you it doesn't mean you're rubbish (laughs) at all it means that they're very busy and if like everybody else on this planet you are wading knee deep in emails constantly like they are uh, you will understand that you know what especially when you're receiving uh, unsolicited demos or demos you know one of many demos for a pitch you're not going to reply to all of them and that doesn't necessarily mean anything bad it might just mean that they've got a a terrible workflow or that like i said they're incredibly busy but that took me years to stop taking personally you know when i was uh i'll be sending them off this thinking okay i'm obviously i'm obviously obviously not i'm not cut out for this music career you know why do i even bother you know and i'd I'd almost have like this little post send-off tantrum every time you know obviously i wouldn't email that or i wouldn't tell anybody i worked with that i was having this little mini sulk uh but it was just my ego going through a process of maturation uh it was being taught the valuable lesson of patience um and like i said i do advise double checking that someone's got an email we people don't get upset about that especially if you've got good email etiquette hello thanks for your time just checking you've got the email that's you know not just oi where's my thank you letter um so yeah just first lesson there is patience guys uh and this is i still say this to myself because you know especially when i'm doing custom work i get that sort of itchy trigger finger with the sending email button you know gotta check gotta check gotta check you don't have to check just send and release you know to quote uh my daughter's hero at the moment uh let it go uh now once I didn't recover for this for a few years, like I said, but then this was the next one. Uh, and again, this is failure in uh, speech marks because this isn't n- none of this is actually failure. It's it's essentially dealing with your excessive musician ego, which let's be honest, most of us have. If it's not front and centre, it's locked away in a closet somewhere. Um, so that's our ego battling. And then this one, it was. 
battling feedback. Now, I've talked about feedback in another one of the episodes, um, but this is a huge one for your ability to work with other people. Dealing with feedback, you know, and I, I still remember that feeling of, like, almost outrage when someone would email me feedback. You know, how dare they criticise my music? You know, this is my music. Uh, I am the musician and composer here. You know, I'd sort of climb aboard my, my high horses on soapboxes and rant from the tall ivory towers of uh, being a composer, uh, only to realise that actually, you know, that got me nowhere. If anything, it just put me in a bad mood. Uh, Dealing with feedback, all you need to do, again, is let it go. It's not your piece of music if you're pitching it to a track. And I know some of you are going, hold on, it's technically yours. I'm not talking about copyright here. I'm talking about supplying that service. And I'm talking to myself as much as anybody here. Remember you are supplying a service, you know, and whenever I've hired other creatives to do my work, if I've asked them for feedback and they've got all shirty with me, which, let's be honest, has happened, I've gone, okay, not going to work with you again. (laughs) Even if they were the best artist or best musician, whoever it was, even if they're more talented than everyone else, if they didn't work well with feedback, I wasn't going to call them. And that's the same with us composers, you know, and I'm, de- uh, you know, and dealing with other composers of myself these days. If you're even coming down to e- email etiquette, if your email etiquette uh, isn't great, you know, you, you're not. It's not that nice to work with someone who's not particularly polite on an email. That's just my, uh, my, uh, what's that word? Um, something that irritates you. Uh, but anyway, that aside, if you can't deal with feedback and can't respond to the feedback positively, and I don't mean that like emailing back going, no, I'm not changing this, as in actually not making the changes that were requested, then you're not really dealing with the situation, you're avoiding it. The situation is, you're supplying a piece of music, yes, Richard, that's me too, um, and you need to listen to what is being said without emotion and without that ego. So that's the second lesson here, is listening. So the first lesson in dealing, in dealing with failure is patience, because that idea of failure, of not hearing anything back, again, isn't failure. You just need to be patient. The second one, this one I'm just talking about now, is listening to what's actually being said when they're feeding back in your music. You know, even if it's really bizarre and you don't understand it, try your best to listen. It's not failure getting feedback. It's a process, okay? So if someone criticizes your music in the process of producing a library track or a trailer track or whatever it is you're producing, it's not a bad thing. Um, so, moving on to the third, uh, and this one. Uh, this is the one that really knocked me for six. This one, and still does knock me, uh, but I'm, I bounce back a great deal quicker these days. This one is dealing with not getting a placement, and specifically not winning the custom placement. Now, any of you who've done custom work for trailers will understand me when I say it is a very painful process when you don't get the job. Uh, you know, and being brutally honest, 
it hurts, you know? You've spent all this time working towards this thing and you, you can't help but imagining the scenario of winning this grand trailer only to find out which way or the other that you didn't get it. It's upsetting. <laughs> it's, I'm not going to beat about the bush, guys. It is upsetting. And it's the same when you pitch a track for, for an album and that doesn't get get chosen I, I feel that that that's not quite as bad because when you're pitching for a custom for a trailer you're working with the editor the supervisor whoever it is that you're dealing with directly on the trailer and you're thinking this is I'm, I'm like I'm at the finish line I you know especially when you get an email saying yes this has been approved you're like ah oh, this is this is happy days I am I'm you know I'm laughing job done you know you start buying your sports car whatever well I wouldn't do that but uh, you know start you know basically start prematurely celebrating uh, only to find out that you didn't actually get that job Uh, and you're gonna you're gonna uh, I'm not sure how you're gonna respond to this uh, but the way to deal with it guys (laughs) I should just have called this episode let it go shouldn't I is to remove the emotion from it and try and see the lesson from it what lesson can you learn from it so i recently uh, did some custom work uh, and it got so well received that they said they were going to put on two trailers and which was amazing i was like great in the end the trailer did a 180 uh, so uh, my tracks were dropped as was the cut well to an extent the cut um and at the time i was like oh man you know, I was uh, I was pretty upset about it, but you know, all I did was took a step back and I thought, okay, what can I learn from this? Okay, and and I just thought about how it could improve and how I could do better next time. Uh, and essentially, I again, I am part of a creative process. The fact that my track didn't get chosen didn't doesn't reflect the quality of my work or the quality of me as a person. It just reflects the decisions being made at the top aren't in line with the with the brief I was given, uh, and that's that's plain and simple. You know, sometimes the brief changes and deal with it. It's it's brutal, but it happens. It really does. Um, and you know, and sometimes to be honest with you, I've I've kind of said that I don't really want to do much more custom work because actually, you know, custom takes time. You could be working on one track for a week, maybe more. Um, and those of you who know me and know my writing, you know I like to work quickly. So I kind of think to myself, okay, if I work a week doing one track on a custom that I don't get, I could have written five tracks to a whole album in that week. And that whole album could get me a, a plethora of placements. So it's about, you know, for me it was a choice of then being efficient with my time. So my, uh, my, the customs going forward that I only do are ones directly related to me or my existing work. Um, and that was the lesson I chose to take from that. So you think about if you don't get that custom job, remember guys, you are just a part of the process. That's no reflection on you, no reflection on your work. Do not take it personally. Do not let the emotions override. Yes, you can feel them. Feel sad, feel annoyed, uh, but don't let that dictate the way you move forward um, in a negative way, i.e., don't want to do this anymore, or, oh, I'm not very good, I shouldn't even bother. 
that's just all lies your inner critic is telling you um so those are the 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 three sort of major kind of quotes failures that that uh I have experienced as a composer. Obviously, there's there's the other one, which is uh, tracks not being not being chosen for albums. But to be honest, with you like if a track is chosen and one track doesn't, I am I'm often usually in agreement with the pr- publisher as to who has decided which track goes on where. Um, so, the main takeaways, guys, is have patience. Make sure that you're listening. And think about the lessons that you can learn. Um, again, these are these are more. This is more of a life lesson for the podcast than anything else. Uh, so, think about the positives and how you can take them forward. Um, so, I I try to take everything in my stride. If I do not uh, win a job, if I do not get picked for an album, if I do not this, do not that. Who cares? I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing. That is spending a little bit of time each day writing. Boom. I am a composer after all, so all I'm going to choose to do with my time is compose. And obviously I have my trailer music school as well, which, uh, which is actually a wonderful uh, distraction in those low moments of the cycle. So keep moving forward. Keep ploughing on. Keep persevering through all of these, quote, failures, Okay. They, you know, looking back, I remember there was two particular uh, jobs that I thought I'd won, and I heard right at the last minute I'd lost them. You know, these were two uh, trailer one campaigns for Hollywood blockbusters, you know, summer blockbusters. So I was thinking, I was, you know, I was the money, I was, I was basically the don of trailer music, and I lost them both at the same time. And at the time, I, I downed tools. This was, you know, quite a while ago. I downed tools, and I thought, you know. I'm not, not cut off this, I can't handle this battering to my ego uh, because I, I still hadn't stepped back emotionally from the work I was producing um, and in fact it's not, it's not really until I've started teaching other people to do, to do the job I do that I'm realising how emotionally invested I was in the early days of my career um, and I'm sure you know, you, some of you probably recognise that too, you know as, in a band, you know, that's all that is is just emotions and teenage angst being thrown around the room um, because you're all sort of loading so much emotion and sort of ideals into what you're writing and yes it's good to have emotion going into your music you know uh, but I like to think of it uh, as emotion for a positive creative aspect rather than an egotistical grab to own something right now I fear that I am uh, in this cold on this cold windy day I fear that I am uh, rambling again so I'm going to take a beat and, and say thank you so much for taking the time to listen and I do hope that if any of you are experiencing setbacks in your career and I say setbacks again quote air quotes I'd be just air quoting all the time in this podcast by the way uh, setbacks um, hold fast keep persevering at your writing you know I should probably show you guys my earliest trailer demos because they were terrible but I kept persevering, kept learning, kept pushing forward because I enjoy sound and I enjoy creating music uh, and always hold on to that. Follow what you enjoy. Um, and, you know, it's good to take a break. Go for a run, go to the gym, go to the spa, have a drink with your friends, watch a film. 
get out of it if you're getting too emotionally invested. Just take a little bit of time, time out, and or maybe listen to my podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for taking your time to listen. If you want to learn more about trading music, head on over to the Trading Music School. Got loads of courses, community uh, sample libraries, etc., etc. Um, and obviously, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review and say you know how wonderful it is, or you know give me some positive feedback that I can actually take on board um, and subscribe to the podcast please go to my youtube channel subscribe to the videos because i have other awesome stuff there and you guys have a lovely day or night depending on when you're listening thank you guys Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really, really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle. And I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash trailer music bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.